0: Out Why do you think this keeps coming up over and over again? I don't know. I mean, I think, I, when I'm talking to him last night, I think he was stunned. Um, he was disappointed. I think he really liked it here. Uh, very close with his teammates. Um, I And I told him I, I thought the timing itself wasn't a real good time, but uh, they actively pursued him. They tried to, they wanted to trade for him at the uh, draft, and we turned it down. And they had called last week and turned it down again, and then. When we sat down with Corey and Billy and Ed as a group, and you know, looked at the offer that they made for us, and kind of really, it's more speaks to what our depth was um, at the position. Um, we felt like it was a move to make. So. You mentioned before that guys of high profile get released all the time. You know, pointed out Rivas uh, a couple times. Why is it when you, got, when you get rid of a guy like that, it always seems to come back at you differently? such. You know, I, that's a question for those guys. I, I really don't know. You know, I'm. <laughs> Yeah, it did, it really did. I mean, when he left here last night, uh, shook my hand, gave me a hug, so you know, didn't say anything. Billy felt the same way when he left, you know. And I, I like Brandon, I, I just don't know, I really don't know. Are you concerned about the reception? No, I'm not. I mean, talk to our players, those are the guys I'm concerned with, and I have great confidence in those guys in that in that locker room that are getting ready to come train that, right now, so. Are you okay with Boykin and how he, he packed his job and how he did things? Yeah, he had a great, Brandon has a great work ethic. You know, he did everything that we asked him to do here. Never had an issue with him. Was a great teammate. Very well liked here. So. From a football perspective, why does the make sense? We got a lot of depth at that position. I think it's it's more to our confidence in, in Byron Maxwell and Carroll and Rowe and Shepard and Biggers and Watkins and Rice and Evans. You know, we're going to have to make some tough decisions at corner, and we're not going to be able to keep them all. And we had nine, and we're probably going to keep five. You know, so... The fact that you don't get to the end of camp and you're releasing somebody, you had a chance to, to get a trade acquisition for him or you got something on the on the other end of it, you know. And, and he was the one. Um, we had another call in the summer about Nolan, but we weren't trading Nolan, so he was the one guy I think that was attractive to people on other teams out there. So. There's a lot. Of, I mean, we're gonna run everybody through there to be honest with you and we'll figure that out we have so many training sessions between now and when we play against the falcons um Mm -hmm. we'll 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 get enough reps at who will end up being the nickel at that point in time but there's a lot of candidates walt walt will stay at safety right now you won't see him at nickel um you know jacori Shepard will be in there you'll see uh uh, watkins in there Who's done a lot of things ej Biggers just played in there you know so um, you know, we'll we'll mix and match and try to get as many reps as we possibly can for those guys. You know, Malcolm has played it before, um, so we got some versatility we we feel in that position. So. If Brandon weren't entering the last year of his contract, Chip, would the thinking be a little bit different? On probably. The yeah. To get rid of him? Yeah, that probably would have been. That that's a factor that that weighs into it. All all those things weigh into it. So that's a good question. Did a did the offer get better? Yeah, it got better from, it just kept progressing, you know, it was a now we're not interested, but it just kept getting better, so. Considering how much time you spend with these guys, does it bother you personally that they, you know, multiple guys have made these comments on the way out? Yeah, it does. But, you know, the reality is we have 90 guys, and, and you're going to have to cut to 53, so 37 guys are going to be disappointed, and, and obviously I would imagine all 37 of those guys have a different opinion than we have as a staff, but that's what you have to do, and that's what we're charged to do. So. What is, what will Sam, do today, Sam will do everything. Sam's cleared to go. Full go. Every every guy we have, all 89 guys are full go. They're up and they're going. So there's there's not anybody that has any restrictions or is being held back today at all. How how you, how we haven't even talked. Ryan's just gonna roll them, so they'll they'll all go through there. I think. I mean, I we didn't even have a. We're gonna try to get as many reps as we can in today and in, in the amount of time we're on the field. And you know, we talked. I don't care if. He's with the ones, the twos, or the threes. We're we're just ripping and running, and let's get let's let's get some stuff on tape to, to get in the meetings this afternoon and coach him up on. Part of Brandon's quote was that uh, thinks that you're uncomfortable around grown men of our culture and that you need total control. I'm just wonder what your interpretation of that quote is and, and what your response would be. To it. I haven't really had time to digest that, but I don't, I don't believe that. I mean, talk to D'Amico, talk to the other guys here. I think those are the guys you should talk to. It's it's two weeks from the first. Place. Yeah, barring anything happening now, but he's full goal, one hundred percent. You know, when you talk to him, he had a great off season. Uh, I think from when we left on June eighteenth to now, he feels really confident. You know, he's not going to play with a brace. Not going to at least out in, the, in the, our training sessions out here, he feels comfortable without it. He's ready to go. So, uh, John Moffat, what went into that decision and see what he prolific to start? Um, I have no idea about the starting part of it. You know, we'll our first chance to see him live will be today you know didn't didn't uh do anything with him before that because it came after the the off-season program ended so um you know obviously has gone through some things um, but felt confident when he came here and visited in june and met with myself met with uh jeff stoutland he felt really comfortable with him james harris ed everybody that was around him felt like he, he's made some mistakes in the past and we're hopeful uh you know that he's gone beyond that i think he's got a plan in place to to be successful and we'll see. We're gonna throw him into the mix there with, with the rest of those guys and see how it plays itself out. You mentioned Shepard as uh, one of the possible before, but line, What did you see how did in both anything? We're really, really impressed with him. I think he slipped probably a little bit in the draft because he was hurt, um, had a hamstring, kind of a lingering thing, um, didn't work out as well as probably people expected in the offseason you know in the testing time when all the college coach around didn't run a great time but when you turn the tape on you know, he's a legitimate football player and then what we saw on tape is what we saw during OTAs and mini camp and the off season program so I think we're excited about his development and his growth to go along with those other guys I think we've, we really believe we've got some really good young corners here um, and that that gave us I think a little bit more of a comfort level when when the opportunity to to get something for branding came up is that you know we're gonna we got some young guys i think that we can rely on so what did you see on tape he's explosive he's got great ball skills uh it's really quick in and out of cuts um he seems like he's got a real knack to being around the ball all the time uh showed up a lot when you when you turn the tape on and i, I think um we we were surprised that he was still around on the six we kind of held our breath if i think back i don't think we had a fifth we traded it so uh, we were kind of holding our breath, but he was the guy that we had targeted and we were excited that when he was still there on the sixth, we had a chance to get him. Will, Will get any snaps inside or would you prefer to keep him out? He's going to stay at corner right now, Paul. No, but I mean, as far as... At nickel, nickel? Right now he's not, I mean, for the first, we, we we've kind of planned these first three days before we take uh, that first day off. So for the next three days, he'll, he'll stay outside. But um, all those guys are in the same room. So they're taught corner nickel safety there. You know, it's not like, when Corey's teaching, he just talks to these guys here, and then says, "Okay, you guys be quiet now. We'll talk to these guys." So, he's got, he's a real sharp kid. He's got a great understanding of um, of the defense so far, and, and he's another guy that we're excited about how he's going to progress and and compete with Nolan for that spot across from uh, Byron. Yeah, days? it'll go to a fourth if he plays sixty percent of the snaps. So that was the part that I thought uh, kind of put it over the top for us. <laughs> I've always been a Brandon Boykin fan, you know. I think he's he did an unbelievable job in the two and a half, two and a half years I was with him, and um, I wish him nothing but success. You know, I still go back to the pick he had against the Cowboys, you know, to, to seal it for us to win a division uh, two years ago. But I, I wish him the best. I told him that last night. I hope he's successful. Um, they seem like they've got a couple guys banged up in the secondary right now. He may have a shot at being a not only a nickel for them, but an outside corner. Their nickel last year is with Miami. Um, but their nickel played 60% of snaps from last year. So we thought it was uh, probably too good a deal for us to turn down at that point in time. As far as Carroll, you said you were not going to move him. What's the confidence in, in, uh, in, in Nolan in I think Nolan really grew uh, in his year in this program. You watched him when we first got here um, to where he is now. He's made some great strides. If you ask any guy, you know any of these players who was the, uh, uh, we talk about our competitions in the weight room and all those other things. The guy who won them all was Nolan. I mean, he really kind of set the tone for the defensive back group. And I think his game really stepped up. And we're excited to see kind of where he can can he take that next step into becoming a full-time starter out there. And I think it's going to be a really good battle to watch because I think Eric Rowe's right in that mix, too. But they're you know kind of what we're looking for, corner, taller, longer, uh, physical guys. And um, we're excited to see what he can do. You said the were in the of Boykin, looking at your situation. You obviously have bunch of inside linebackers now. Has there, has there been any? No, we haven't, any, haven't had any other questions. Mike Hendricks is not going anywhere. I can tell you that right now. I'm going to write that down in ink, not pencil. Mike's not going anywhere. You've said multiple times you want guys who love playing football with Moffitt. What can you? He's one of those guys given uh, what happened to you. I think he, and it's uh, love for you guys to sit down and talk with him. I think he's uh, he made some mistakes in his life, and I think he's, he understands them, he owns them. Um, he didn't deflect him. He didn't blame anybody else. He takes full responsibility for what's gone on. Um, and I feel like after meeting with him, you know, that, that that he deserves a second chance. And I think us investigating him and talking to other people that have been around him and who he worked with. He actually worked out with Lane Johnson uh, extensively in the offseason. We talked to Lane about him and his interactions with him and spent a lot of time with, um, you know, kind of figuring out what he's all about. Um, we felt comfortable in it. And, and we're hopeful that, that he has Turned the corner and he's getting an opportunity. And really, the ball's in his court. It's, it's up to him in terms of what he wants to do with his career in the National Football League. We're giving him an opportunity um, to come in here. He's on a one year contract. Um, there's no incentives, no guarantees. It's just we'll give you a shot and see what you can do. You've been Lane and several other players trained in MMA during the off season. I was curious what your attitude is towards that as far as being helpful. I think it's really helpful. I actually had gone out there. Um, and took a visit to go talk to Tom House and then went by where those guys trained. They were done during the day and I obviously didn't see them training, but spent some time with the people that they were training with. And I was, um, there's a lot of flexibility, hip stuff. There's a lot of leverage that they learned. Uh, There's a lot of mental toughness. Um, I think it's interesting. Zach Hertz was there also, but I remember Zach and he can share the story with you, but I think when he lined up and he was either across from Randy Couture or Chuck Liddell you know, that's a pretty good matchup for a guy that's never been involved in any MMA competitions, but uh, Jay Glazier and, and Brian Urlacher have a gym out there, and they've they've done a great job and have, have really uh, you know, given these guys a solid foundation when it comes to leverage, hips, and, and a lot of different things. So I, I'm a big proponent of it. Sam's 100% you said. What? He's 100% to go in training and practice. I don't know if he'll tell you what exactly it is, but he's full go. But, but day-to-day, is he someone that can manage we'll see you know he didn't he did he pass the conditioning test yesterday um we don't have any restrictions in talking to the the trainers and the doctors on him right now but that doesn't mean two days from now if something flares up we're, you know, we're gonna have to handle it but right now we're not anticipating hey he's gonna practice today and then tomorrow we're gonna take him off right now he's gonna go until you know we see how his his knee responds but he, he's had a great it, when you talk to him he feels really confident um i think he's right on track to to where he wanted to be. And as we said, we expected, uh, we expected uh, Donnie Jones coming over the walls here. Um, when you lost Matthew, Tuck, Matthew Tucker, um, yeah. how do you feel about your depth at that position? Uh, Obviously young, tough break and really felt bad for Tuck. You know, he, he, he's got a, I think it's a tendon, not not just a muscle tear. So he's out for, he would be out for six to nine months, had to have surgery on it. So um, first thought has felt bad for him, but, we feel like we have some depth there, and we'll see how it plays out. Obviously, with Demarco and Ryan and Darren, you feel really confident. And then, really, what the battle is for number 4 um, kenyon Kenyan's been here for a year, been on the practice squad with us, real comfortable, and, and know all about him. And then, uh, Mostert did a really good job, and, and, and we're excited about him. You know, he's a real speed guy, could could factor in the kick return game. You know, was the 100 meter champ in the Big Ten. I think he's a is an interesting guy to keep an eye on here in the in this in this preseason camp. So, okay. right. thanks, guys. Thanks,